discover the keys to success. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, our host will find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask so that you may reap the rewards of your good karma. And now, here's the host of Good Karma, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Excellent. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another excellent show of Good Karma. I'm Greg Nyland, and my guest today is Michael Gray, a.k.a. Gray Wolf. Gotta get a lovely wolf sound. And today we're going to be talking about mistakes. We don't like them. Frank Sinatra says he's made a few, but then again, too few to mention. But if you've been in the world of the search engine and the Internet long enough, you have definitely have made mistakes. So be smart and learn from other people's mistakes, like my mistakes and mistakes that Michael has come across. So open up your ears and listen up to what we're going to tell you about what not to do. <laughs> so, Michael, are you there? I'm there, Greg. Great. Um, what do you want to start off? What types of mistakes should we start off first with? Let's start off with a pay-per-click because those are the most expensive. Yeah, those burn you the fastest. <laughs> okay, pay-per-click. Um, I'll start off with the mistake I've made, and I think a lot of people make this mistake. I have uh, done budget problems, um, not watching my maximum spend, and then you know a few days later coming in and seeing a huge bill has occurred because I had the wrong keyword in there or I made some other mistake and I didn't limit my spend. So therefore, my mistake that if I was smart would have only cost me, you know, a few bucks now cost me a lot of money. Yeah, I've, I've made that mistake too. Like one of the things when you're trying a new keyword, you know, mm-hmm. make sure you're there to watch it for the next couple of days. Don't like start it on a Friday, go away for a weekend trip and come back on Monday because things could come back and look really wrong. <laughs> you should really be logging in. If you're starting a new keyword, you should be logging in and maybe even checking throughout the day. And also, didn't you just set, like, a new record for getting uh, a keyword in Google AdWords to go yeah, to the premium Yeah, that was spot? a couple hours. That was very strange. I'm not really sure what, what happened there, like, if I, I, I did something. But the, the, the new quality score is really strange. Yeah, yeah. And um, actually, previous episode, we had Frederick um, from Google AdWords talk a bit about that quality score. So if you have questions about it, definitely listen to that Good Karma podcast. Um, but again, that could have been a huge loss of revenue for you if you had limited your budget too low and didn't yep. manage it, because you got up to the premium spot, which was great. So of course you'd want to increase your spend at that point as long as yeah, it's exactly. converted. You want to make sure you're running. I know there are a lot of people that that only limit to run part of the day. Um, you know, personally, that's just never been a strategy that's worked for me. Uh, well, part of the day, you mean like the nine to five crowd? Well, there's. there's some people run the nine to five crowd, and I, you know, that I could kind of understand a little bit. But I think a lot of people search, search when they're home and at work. But also, some people say, you know, if I'm only going to spend, I know that if fifty dollars is only going to carry me three quarters of the way through the day. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to leave it at fifty dollars. That's where it is. If, if I think you uh, want to run yeah. the whole day, so just drop your budget so that you're running the whole day. Yeah, definitely um, go for the whole day. Um, unless, of course, you're in a certain industry where you know you're only going to be, you know, converting during certain hours. Right. Like, if you're selling industrial, you know, items, that thing it's only going to be really selling Correct. between 9 to 5. Because yeah. after 5 o'clock, you're mostly going to have kids home, you know, doing homework, and you're going to be blowing your budget <laughs> on them. Yep. So, 
All right, on to um, what's a mistake that you want to throw in here on PPC? Um, one of the mistakes that I made a lot when I first started was not using the uh, turning off the content network. I know, I know a lot oh. of the AdSense people are going to really annoy me. I use AdSense <laughs> myself, but a lot of people are going to really. I turn off the content network 100% of the time now. It's, I find that I can't get the conversions that I'm looking for to it. Um, I have spoken with some people who it has worked for them, and you know they love it, but for me personally, I've never been able to work. So if, I'd say be very careful using it, and if you are going to use it, use the, the tool that lets you put a separate lower bid in there, because it's, it's otherwise it's just not worth it for me. Yeah, definitely deal with the content network as a separate bean. Don't automatically opt into it, and if you do go after it, make sure you look at the conversions for that, you know, because... Just because, you know, it's easy and it's extra traffic doesn't mean it's as good traffic. Yep. So um, another problem I've had with my PPC stuff is um, I've made the mistake of not using negative keywords. <laughs> and if you're not using negative keywords, you're pretty much just going to get all types of traffic. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's, you know, there's a, there's a list of, um, you know, like the negative like sex and that sort of thing that you want to almost always put, even though even though you say, you know, who's going to type that in, but you'd be surprised at what people do. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's people out there, and I mean, using this extreme as the sex one, um, there's always some small amount of people that always have some fetish for everything, and you don't really want to be going after those people. <laughs> Um, and, you know, that's the funny example of using negative keywords. But if you're going after a term that has multiple meanings, like seals, are you talking about a baby seal at the zoo, or are you talking about the seal in an engine gasket or something? <laughs> yep. Um, you know, you definitely really want to be smart and use negative keywords to get the most targeted um, information. Um, also you know. with, like, celebrities and music stars. Those you've also got to be really careful with, too, because people type in a lot of strange, strange stuff with that. Like if you're selling artist music or ringtones or something like that, you, know, you want to filter out all the people who are looking just for pictures of that yeah. particular person. Right. So if you have Shakira's latest ringtone, make sure right. your negative keyword is nude. Because <laughs> exactly. Anyone searching for nude Shakira, granted, I'm sure they're a big fan, but I don't think you're going to be selling a ringtone to them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, what other mistakes do you have here for PPC? Um, this is more of a general mistake. When I first, when I was first getting started on my own, I went to some big conference in Manhattan. I forget if it was CJ or Linkshare or, or one of those people. And they had someone up there who was, this was years ago, and he was running a, a bid tool. And he was basically talking, they had millions and millions of keywords at the time. And back then that was, you know, pretty impressive because there was a lot of keywords. And mm -hmm. he said, you've got to make sure that your keywords are making money every day. And, okay, I went into the game with that particular mentality, and I've kind of proven, for me, that's not necessarily the case. Um, and there's a couple reasons why. The first and probably the most important reason in, is merchants don't always report on the same schedule as the ads are served. Um, uh, like, yeah. I know, like, link shares <laughs> on, like, um, you know, Greenwich Mean Time or European Standard Time, and unless you've set your Google AdWords account, they're on Pacific Time. So you've got that whole wide swing of hours between the two, and they don't necessarily convert. Right. So, you know, we don't like to sit there and say, if someone's clicking on my ad, you know, I wish they would go buy it at this particular moment, but that's not always the case. So people, and a lot of merchants also, if it's, if it's a physical good, mm -hmm. some merchants don't record it as a sale until it actually ships out. So you could be paying a lot of money on the weekends, but if there's nobody there shipping them out, they only report a couple of the ones that, you know, I don't know who's shipping them out on the week, but they, there's less of them shipping out on the weekends, and then on Monday, a whole bunch ship out. 
So you'll get a big weekend spend, and then you'll get the big sales going through on Monday when, when those items actually leave the warehouse. So you've got to kind of take that into account when you manage your campaign. Yeah, that's a huge thing to consider. And also um, sort of twisting that a little bit, another thing to consider is just because it looks like it's profitable, you mm-hmm. know, today – doesn't mean you should not, you know, ignore it because I did a bit of a decent size spend with, uh, I found an Amazon thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say what it was, but Amazon was the only place that was selling it, so I was getting very low commission off of it. But the thing was, no one was bidding on this, so it was easy money, okay? And even though the commission was very low, I was profitable until a month later. Amazon updates the commission reports with all of the returns they got. Mm-hmm. And it turned out it was something like 10% or, you know, 15% of the orders were returned. So my yeah, small commission a... went to nothing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's actually one of the problems I have with, with uh, LinkShare. Uh, I get a lot of returns after the fact. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, definitely want to be making sure that um, is it nice to make money every day? Yes, but keep a, a, an eye on the big picture. Yeah, you know? I you know usually look at at least a week, you know a month, you know if you're not if you haven't made money in the week and things aren't working right, then I would say that's the time to maybe decide if you're going to pull up. But you know if you haven't run a week, unless you're going through a massive spend, I would say you know let it go that first couple days. Yeah, and you never know if this product moves you know very fast at night on the weekend mm-hmm. if it's a nine to five type of product. Um, it, you know, I find very rare is a product consistent performer throughout the day and throughout the week. Mm-hmm. It, there's generally some time that just it always spikes up. Yeah, it goes in fits and starts. And actually, well, actually when I was the, the webmaster for uh, an actual merchant um, and we ran the shopping cart, one of the things that we had a problem with initially just on the technical side is people were constantly putting things in their carts like in the morning and then they'd try and come back later in the afternoon or at night or something like mm-hmm. that. Think just try and check out, and it would screw things up. So we had to, you know, change our uh, our programming to accommodate that, just because we had such a huge problem with it. <laughs> yeah, that, and I think that also goes to uh, the bit of paranoia that there's such a high percentage of abandoned shopping carts. Mm-hmm. You know, because I I don't think an abandoned shopping cart is always a bad thing. You know, it just some people it takes them a bit of time to you know go through their own personal you know, logic mm-hmm. about when is it a good time to check out or not. Mm-hmm. So um, another mistake I've made with PPC, <laughs> and I'm sorry for whoever had to clean up this mistake. I hope it was easy. <laughs> but I was using the um, <clears throat> overture tool mm-hmm. uh, for keyword research. <laughs> I accidentally submitted a 1,000 random keyword ads. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, it only happened once, and I was very careful whenever using that tool for keyword research ever since. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's a bad thing. <laughs> yep. So if you're ever repurposing a tool, make sure you don't accidentally submit it. <laughs> yep. Be careful with that control V. Any other uh, PPC mistakes um, that... Uh, targeting, a lot of things that are mistakes I see people do also is um, they target the general single terms. Um, mm-hmm. Like, say, for example, you're selling, like, um, exercise equipment, and 
I know this only because I've got the premium. I've got the premium spot on a couple words that that have something you know, like I'm looking for exercise model number one, two, three, four, and then I'm running in the premium slot because you know there's only a handful of people who are bidding against this. And then all of a sudden, I'll see somebody come in and they're, they'll knock me out of that premium spot because they're bidding on the word exercise. And you can you can figure it out. You do a little research and you can figure out. That's what they're doing. But I'm sitting there thinking, this guy's, guy's ad's going to run for two or three days, and he's going to get really horrible conversions on this because he's bidding on just that single word in there, and it's too general. It's not specific enough for him to, to make anything out of. All righty. Um, so you, you want to move on to organic? Oh, sure. Sure. All right. Well, tell you what. Let's take a quick commercial break, listen to our fabulous sponsors, and we'll be right back with Michael Gray, a.k.a. Gray Wolf, talking about organic mistakes and what not to do. Stay tuned, everybody. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody, we're back here with Michael Gray, and we're talking about things not to do. But before we do that, I have a little bit of housekeeping from Matt Cutts. He sent me an email. Um, He was filling in for me while I was at an undisclosed location. (laughs) And during the show that he was filling in for me, he made a slight mistake. So um, in case you haven't heard about this or whatever, um, Matt mentioned... One up web when he meant to mention iPowerWeb. And he's really happy because both of them contacted him real quick. <laughs> and he was able to get that situation resolved. Um, but those guys, um, one of them had an issue um, with the Google bot, and that got resolved. Um, so everyone's happy, and Matt made a mistake. It was an honest mistake. And while, you know, just proving that, hey, doing radio, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Mistakes happen. <laughs> so. Yep. All right. On to the things that uh, count mistakes and how to avoid them. 
organic mistakes. You want to start this one off? Sure. Um, one of the things that we notice is Google's changed kind of with the sandbox and trust box kind of thing is you don't want to grow your site too quickly. Um, I know Matt's mentioned it somewhere on his blog where someone had, some big company had moved a domain and they, they lost a bunch of rankings on the way, and he said something that their algorithm spotted a bunch of too many, quote-unquote, new pages on a particular domain. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people have been talking about for a while. So, you know, that's really something that you have to be concerned with. You shouldn't, probably should not go up with like a thousand, from zero to a thousand pages. It's just not a natural kind of thing, and it's a very, very big mistake. You know, it's easy to sit there, okay, I'm going to write all this content for my, you know, my great website and push it all out. And I just, that's not always the best way to actually do things. Yeah, because if you're going from zero to a thousand, odds are that's pretty much auto-generated content. Yep. Um, and I think what uh, the example Matt was referring to was like a, a free blog website, um, and they transferred their domain. Mm -hmm. So when they transferred it, they had a huge amount of links. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, content. Mm -hmm. And that was more of a content issue. But me being the paranoid one, I would also say definitely don't grow too quickly with your links also. Yeah, like for, as a personal example, one of the things, I used to sell uh, an e-book along, along the way, and it, it, just, it just died. It just wasn't able to actually make money. So I decided what I was going to do is take this content, divide it up, and put it up on a page and put some AdSense up on it. The e-book happened to be 70, 80 pages now, so that it's already all written, and I could plunk it all down you know, in a day or two, but that's really not the way I want to gr grow it. I'm going to start out with 10 pages. I'll add another 10 pages another, another week from now, and I just slowly start adding the pages in because it looks just much more natural to them. Yeah. Um, why take any risk? Always try to you know, make it a constant, steady flow of increased length and increased content. Um, because can you get away with a certain bump? I'm sure there's a limit, you know, and that you can get away with a certain amount. But if you're smart, why take a risk and always just leak it out slowly a little bit every day? Yep. Um, a problem I've done with organic is pretty much it's all my organic mistakes or most of them revolve around me being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. Look, you know, uh, y y you get uh, a few wins under your belt, and you start saying, you know, I don't need to work as hard anymore. So you get sloppy, yep. Exactly. And there's this little thing called link rot, and we all hate it, but it happens. And I sort of ignored it and said, okay, I'm doing such a great job. My site, even though it's having link rot, I don't need to care about it. Um, and eventually my site pretty much fell out of the SERPs because it had mm. so such significant link rot. Um, and that's a bad thing. So yep. it's better to, you know, manage, you know, you're going to be losing links every now and then. Someone's going to upgrade their site and, you know, accidentally delete a link to you or something. So it's better to add a few links every day than to ignore it for a few months and say, oh, crap, I just lost a third of the links. <laughs> That's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, one of the the I'm a big advocate of site maps just be, just for that reason. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people who really think that it's you know Google's using to spy on them, but you know if you if you if you're locked into like an AdSense or something like that, they've already got the information on you. You're not cheating them out of anything. So just site maps is a really really powerful tool. Anytime you're moving pages, migrating pages, or having a problem with a page, site map is really something that I really recommend to people to try because. 
it lets you know what the search engines are thinking about you. You know, I create. I was having a problem with the site. I logged in. I created the account. I waited for the sitemap data to, to filter in, and all of a sudden, I saw there were all of these old pages that sitemaps was looking for that weren't there that somehow got deleted from my HT access file somewhere along the way. I got lazy or something, and I. I moved the file and didn't copy the things over. And those redirects never got applied. So there were all of these older links that were going nowhere and 404 and my site suffered because of that. And once I fixed that, it took a couple, you know, it took three or four months, but then the ranking started actually coming back. Yeah, I uh, did that also with sitemaps, and I actually found um, I had a very large database-driven website, um, and I found out that there was a problem in my database. And because I used uh, Google Sitemaps, which is now the terribly named Google Webmaster Central Sitemaps. Yes, don't go to webmastercentral.com at all. <laughs> oh, man, such a long URL. <laughs> I wish someone would make that a shorter URL, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> but no, I used their tools, and it really helped me, and it uh, showed that I had a huge problem with my site. And yes. as you say, if you have Google AdSense running on your site, they already have all this information, so don't worry about it. Yeah, you're, you're only, the only time you've really got to be concerned is if you want to stay out of their, their data gathering. If you're pushing somebody else's pure affiliate links and you're doing some stuff that's a little darker gray or, and maybe black, you know, that's a point to stay out of. But for most people, you've got nothing to lose. It's all gain. Yeah. Um, another mistake I've uh, come across, focusing too much on the quantity of links and totally ignoring the quality. Yep. You know, uh, definitely have to consider quality. And by quality, I'm not just talking page rank. Uh, I mean, page rank, it is related to quality, but it's just been, you know, bastardized so much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fake page rank. <laughs> it's fake yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, using um, page rank uh, ranking on the uh, Google directory or the Yahoo directory for popular, uh, popularity ranking, that's a great way to find higher quality uh, sites to get links from. You know, so that's a good way to go about it. You know, don't just say, look, you know, I can get, you know, 2,000 links and the number one ranking guy, he only has 500 links. Well, if uh, 100 of his 500 links are all from EDU sites, 2,000 links from a blog is not going to do anything for you. Yeah, that, you, know, you know when that's especially tempting, when you're sitting there at like number 11 or number 12, and you're just like, you know, if I could just get a dozen links from anywhere, that will just push me right onto that first page. And, you know, the minute you start making that sacrifice, you start shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, quantity, it's bad. But if you're doing quantity, make sure to consider the quality issue, you know, because quality is always good. And I also find that if you get a quality link, that link has a much higher probability of being there a year later. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to replace it. Whereas if you go out, you know, and you get low-level links from whether you're doing guest books, blogs, uh, free Trend article submissions, you know, press releases, that stuff is good, but it's much more likely to be gone a year from now, so now you need to replace it. Mm -hmm. So, it's, you know, I find it's better to spend almost triple the time go after a quality link, mm -hmm. and it's going to be there. Yep. You know, um, Another one uh, I have, uh, <clears throat> not that I would ever do this, because I'm a good person, but uh, auto-generated pages that were too similar and immediately got banned. <laughs> <laughs> and this also goes you know, back to what you were saying, and 
what Matt also said on his blog, you know, they have a filter, and you're going to trigger a flag if you upload 10,000 pages overnight, okay? Um, but if your 10,000 pages are only like, let's say, 3% different from page to page, you got a problem, and mm -hmm. you need to get that different uh, content, you know, actual text to be different significantly on each page to page. So if you're doing, um, you know, auto-generated stuff, be smart about it. Don't make it too similar. And I'm not just saying the words have to be different, you know, like scramble the words. That's not going to be good enough to get past some right. of these good filters. That has to be other stuff, stuff that you need to Yeah, do. exactly. Uh, another taking all the words and reversing them on the page kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> Google and Yahoo, they've uh, gotten pretty smart with that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This guy just reversed paragraphs one and two. You yeah, know? Hey, that, you've got to be a little bit smarter. You've got to mix in other paragraphs in there. Um, <laughs> not that I would know, you know. No, I don't because, think that either. Exactly. That, that would be bad. I've heard. Um, right, right. You know, when, when, uh, when we're online at the bar, going at these search engine conferences, you know, we've heard other people talk about this exactly. stuff. Yeah, because we're good angels. That's what mm -hmm. we are. We are good, honest, working angels. <laughs> um, another mistake I've done in the organic world, getting lazy because, let's face it, my, you know, every now and then your rankings and your money are just plentiful. Mm -hmm. You have high rankings on everywhere you look. Your money's coming in. You're trying to count it as fast as, you know, you're cashing all these checks that are going into your bank accounts. Um, so you start getting lazy and you start, you know, saying, hey, time to take, you know, trips here and there, or, you know, and not staying on top of it. Again, that's related to, you know, not repairing the link rod and not staying on top of it. Just because you're successful doesn't mean you should get lazy. Mm, yep. You know, Um I'm sure a lot, a lot of us kind of got into this thing because we figured, hey, we'll build a couple pages, throw some pages up, they'll start ranking, and, you know, we can sit by the pool drinking Coronas all day. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> that does work, but after a while you do have to go back and, and look at the stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can only spend so many weeks drinking Corona. <laughs> um, um, speaking of sitting by the pool drinking Corona, uh, one of my friends was uh, – <laughs> complaining about how um, the search engines are really tough on um, spam, you know, mm -hmm. and going after affiliates who are doing, you know, some uh, aggressive marketing. And he said, you know, they don't understand. To them, it's a game, and they don't realize that, you know, when they kick a website out of the engine, that's someone's livelihood because we're building these sites to, you know, support our families, and we have mouths to feed. And then he waited three seconds, and he goes, we have mouths to feed. With champagne, <laughs> you know. So, hey, uh, these affiliates out here—we're hard workers. You know, we're just trying to make uh, a living, trying to scrape a few pennies uh, or a few hundred-dollar bills, either or, um, and you know, buy the champagne. So go easy on a search engine. Um, and I'll say the final one that I have on my organic list is um, the mistake I make is having a hard time figuring out when a site gets banned or penalized, whether to walk away from it or try to get it back into the engine. Yeah, that's a real that's a really hard you know, if you're if you've been completely kicked out and you don't rank and you you're not in the index, you know, that's an easy one to say, okay, you know, 
cut it loose and let it drop. But if you're still getting some, if you're just buried like number 400, and, you know, it's kind of hard to say, is it worth taking the time to bring this back, or do I just, you know, let it let it die? Yeah, uh, it's a real hard decision to make. But I would say once you do make that decision, hold firm to that decision. You know, because if you say let it die and then three months later you decide, hey, let's resurrect it, that's probably a real bad decision because three months ago you thought it was dead mm-hmm. and it got worse over three months. There's no way it was getting better. So, you know, after three, you know, always go with your gut and stick with your gut on that. Mm-hmm. So, any other uh, stuff on organic um, before we're moving on? One of the things I want to talk about is just diversify yourself, and not just as far as different industries, but as different um, length of length of material. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, you're writing all of your sites about celebrities. You know, okay, that traffic. You know, Paris Hilton may be really hot today, but you know, 18 months from now, who's to say she's going to really be searched for that much? If all of your traffic is built on high volume, newsworthy stuff. You, you put yourself at a risk there because all of that could just, you know, she could disappear. There could be some, you know, something that uh, she does that gets her in trouble and she goes into jail or some or something like that, although that could probably help your traffic. But you want to get yourself into different areas. <laughs> you, know, you want to try and balance. You want to have some stuff that, you know, peop, you know, people are always looking for certain things like Christmas trees. People are going to start looking for Christmas, searching for Christmas trees online. Actually, they start about August because they used to work for a store. We sold them. They start searching for, like, the fake trees and all those fake Christmas stuff uh, in August. And, you know, that's pretty much good right up until December. And you know that that's going to be a regular cycle. You know that's coming every year, and people aren't ever going to stop looking for Christmas trees. That's, that's a regular thing. So you should have some stuff that's, you know, evergreen, pun intended, um, <laughs> that's in your portfolio that's always out there and always have some other stuff that's fresh. You know, some, like, the VoIP stuff that you're writing about today it's probably going to be completely different 12 months from now. It's, it's going to be a completely different ballgame, whereas the Christmas trees you're writing about today are not going to be that different than the Christmas trees 12 months from now. Yeah, and to make it real simple for anyone that's having a hard time understanding this, uh, building out of the website about how to paint your living room, that's something people are going to do year-round. Exactly. If you're talking about how to put a new roof on, that's pretty much only going to be during the warm months. Right. You know, or a Christmas, uh, Christmas toys. Well, you know, holiday toys, that's only going to be around November, December. Granted, you're going to make a ton of money in November, December. Right. <laughs> so it's not saying, you know, ignore it, because so much of the uh, merchant traffic is a cute, uh, quarter four, you know, industry. Quarter mm-hmm. four, you're going to see revenues double, triple, quadruple even, you know. So... Definitely make some sites and cash in on that huge, you know, surge of money. But, you know, I wouldn't, as you were saying, I totally agree with you, rest solely on that one issue, yes. you know. And if you, if one of the, actually, one of the really cool tools for looking at that is Google Trends. You know, you're not getting an actual volume of searches, but if you put in something like Christmas trees, you're going to see a nice curve where it spikes up and then it drops off. You're going to... You know, so think of, look at your words, type in a couple of them in there, get an idea, when are they, are they, do they have a peak season or are they busy all year round kind of deal? Not so we've got to cut that out. Google Trends, don't use it, anybody. It's a good tool. Don't use it. If you start <laughs> using it, Google will break it and take it away from us, just like they did with backlinks. <laughs> don't use it. <laughs> it actually works. It actually shows useful information. Matt, ignore it. You didn't hear us say that, okay? Google Trends sucks. Every way, repeat after me. It sucks. 
seriously, whoever developed that one, the team that was working on that, kudos to you guys. You did a really cool thing. Um, it helps, you know, it gives good information. Honestly, it does. Yeah, and you, you so. can also put in multiple terms and compare them to each other. You know, like if you were looking, if you were working on, you know, cruise vacations, you could see people are going on Bahamas cruises at this time of the year, whereas they're looking at Alaska cruises this time of the year. And you can compare the two, so you can say, okay, you know, this is when I know when I need to focus on this stuff. And three months beforehand, that's when I got to start working on my new content and clean everything up. Yeah, um, but Google Trends, um, yeah, let's let's not talk much more about that. <laughs> I like that tool. <laughs> I'm getting so paranoid with um, Google and Yahoo as they're you know making changes to their backlink searches. Yep, yep. Ah, that's a mistake. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if one of them was nice about it and gave good information? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Almost like someone's mission statement was to organize the world's information. Not a backlink information, information is the world's information. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, we're going to take another quick commercial break. Listen to our fabulous sponsors, and be right back talking about some more mistakes that you shouldn't be making when we come back with Michael Gray. Stay tuned, everybody. Stick around. Good karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. With over 30,000 clients and eight years of experience, West Host is not your basement hosting company. Starting at $3.95 a month, West Host offers the lowest price virtual private server technology in the industry, yet they don't sacrifice their world-class data center or superior 24-7 client support. Sign up at westhost.com today and get the hosting technology and real support your business needs at prices you can't find from other hosts. West Host Com. That's westhost.com. W-E-S-T-H-O-S-T.com. When you expect more from your web host. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another excellent round of Good Karma. We have Michael Gray here. And, Michael, I think this round we're going to be talking about management and administrative mistakes that uh, yep. we've come across. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, I could talk about this over a six-pack. <laughs> uh, maybe even a case of beer. Like, I could talk about this forever. Uh, you want to start this one off? Sure. Um when I actually first started started doing this, I was working for another company. And when you work for another company, one of the, the one of the operandi is you know you don't want to always do your work as quickly as possible. You want to spread your work out so it always looks like you're busy. And you always even if 
if the job is only going to take you an hour, you tell them it'll take you two. So that if it does take you an hour and a half, you still look like you've you've looked good and you've got that half an hour to you know hang out and walk around and do that kind of stuff to make yourself look bad. Is that what and Scotty did in Star Trek? <laughs> He'd always yeah. be like, Captain, I can't make the engines run. It's going to take me six months. And then like six hours later, they're up and running. <laughs> you know, it's that to a certain extent. And also, when you're in a corporate job, it's, you know, there's a, you got to keep the fat built in there so that, you know, when things do get busy, you, you can get all of that work done. But when you start working for yourself and, and you're the boss, you know, you want to do things as absolutely efficiently as possible. Yeah. And, and that's that's a really big shift. Like when I first when I first started doing my own sites, I designed them. They were monstrous to maintain because I was used to having all of that time, and I had like a programmer or two that I could assign to do things. So it wasn't really a big deal. When I started doing things for myself, it's like, hey, I've got to do this. I've got to keep this up. I've got to make this as easy as I possibly can to maintain. Maintenance goes into my thought process when I'm designing something. That's a it's a key key issue. Yeah, I mean, spending uh, like a full month on keyword research and coming out with a list of uh, 100 different, uh, you know, keywords in different industries to go after is real nice, but there's no way a small operation or a single-person operation can be building out sites, you know, for 100 keywords. You know, if you're doing PPC, that's a different story, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, as you're saying, totally figuring out how much time is it going to take me to, you know, develop this from start to finish? How much can, you know, is my monthly maintenance going to be? And then doing it. Um, so that way you don't, you know, spend too much time early and then have to drop projects, even though they're profitable, because, you know, you just didn't realize, oh, each website's going to need two or three days every month of monthly maintenance. Yep. So. That, that's actually a big problem. I I still do occasionally with like blogs. You say, oh, okay, it's great. I'll you know I'll, I'll put set up a different blog, and it'll only take me you know fifteen or twenty minutes a day to do that. But ten or twelve blogs later, you're like, I don't have the time to keep all these up all the time, and I don't want to be doing this much work writing this much <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, a mistake I've made, and this is a big one, and I don't you know I would strongly recommend everybody not to make this mistake. Not responding fast enough to legal notices. Mm. Um, now, the, the notice I didn't respond to fast enough is a law firm sent me a nice, friendly note, okay? And I ignored it because it was nice and friendly, and I was like, I'm just going to wait to see if they actually come up, you know, with real a real filing. And they actually did come up with a real filing. So, unfortunately, I later learned that if I had talked with them when they were nice and friendly, they were going to offer me some nice money. <laughs> But as soon as they saw that I was going, you know, by the book and I wasn't doing unofficial, you know, conversation with them, that's when they decided they were going to, you know, be mean. And their legal budget was way bigger than mine, so I lost a nice domain. Mm. Yeah, I've actually had a a copyright infringement come after me for, I I owned the, uh, it was a diet pill name, Dash Review. And mm-hmm. it wasn't making a ton of money, but it was making some decent AdSense money. And all of a sudden, I got a letter from in the mail and said, you know, you know, we're blah, 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 and we represent these people, and we need you to surrender this domain to us. And if you don't, you know, you're liable for ten times the amount of money it earns and all that stuff. And I said, this isn't, you know, I looked at the, the people's name, and it wasn't anybody who I recognized. It wasn't the actual, because I knew the brand name of the, dr- of the drug, and it wasn't yeah. the brand name of the drug. And I said, I'm not paying attention to this. And then later on, a couple hours later, I came home, and I looked up the company's name, and uh, I found about 70 SERPs of them other suing other people. So I was like, oops, I guess oh. I should surrender this one right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not always, you know, whether 
someone's right or wrong when it comes down to legal battles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it comes down to how much do you want to spend legally defending. Defend it, right. Exactly, because if it's only making a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, you know, of profit a month, and your legal budget's going to cost you twenty grand, you need to have that running for two years just to break even on your legal. Yeah, it's not worth it. You just let it go at that point. Yeah. Um, Moving on, another fun uh, management mistake: making sure everyone that works on a project, or if you're in a company, is on the same page. Because mm-hmm. now don't wait wait till the finish before you start laughing. So no one in the marketing department starts doing paid inclusion while you already have uh, got in your content triple indexed on multiple <laughs> websites. <laughs> because that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you right now, when you go down that road, they kick out all of your organic traffic, but yeah, keep your paid thing. inclusion pages. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good at all. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. Yeah. And the person came running up to me with the biggest smile on their face saying, look at me, I just brought, you know, X amount of extra traffic to our website. Oh. And it, oh, I just wanted to run my head into a wall at that point. So, (laughs) you know, if you're working in a large group or a company that has a marketing team and a search engine team, make sure everybody's on the same page and you don't have overlapping, you know. Yeah, and kind of of define some things that would be definite no-nos that they should never do or at least call you before they decide to do it. Yeah, also, um, another thing that a lot of people don't realize is when you're advertising on certain websites, they have their uh, ads used as backfill on other websites. So make sure you don't have problems with, you know, ask around if your advertising is being used on backfill on other websites. Mm -hmm. So you know exactly what you're paying for, where it's going to appear, and you don't get any wires crossed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you could be knocking out a lot of hard work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's another management mistake you've come across? Um, You have to, when you're working on a project that's not your own and you're working with a company or client, it's important to identify who the other people are and what role they play like exactly when you're dealing with management, it's completely different than when you're dealing with the IT guys. You know, mm-hmm. the IT, the management guys just want to hear that, hey, you're going to make us look better. You're going to get us more SERPs. They, you know, they're not concerned about you making extra work for the IT guys. That's not their concern at all. And then you've got to talk to the IT guys. And you're like, well, we need to change these titles on these pages. We need to update this. We need to do that. Or the other thing, and they're not as, you know, they're saying, look at this guy. He's coming in and making work for us. So you have to realize what everybody's role is and see if you can find a way to reach them. You know, like if you're going with them. Um, the IT guys, and you're trying to get them on your good side, you know, um, I don't know I should say this, but the first time you go to a meeting, if there's like, you know, take them out for drinks, go to Hooters or something, you know, if you're the yeah. consultant and every time you come by, they say, hey, consultants come by, we're going to Hooters today, you think they're going to be bothered when you ask them to do something, that's a great, you know, build that into your pricing, but that's a great way to get those guys on your side. And then also, instead of just saying, look, guys, um, we need you to do, you know, 20 hours of extra work on top of your already full schedule, 
you can, you know, while you're out at Hooters and over a pitcher of beer and some wings, you can go, hey, guys, we have this great idea about how the website could double traffic. You know, if you guys did this extra effort and did this, you know, we can achieve this. Um, because IT guys, they almost always hate the uh, search engine consultants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty common... You know, because bottom line, search engine consultants mean more work for them, and it might also, you know, find that they did something wrong. Exactly. Be- not because they were, you know, bad or anything, but they're IT guys, and they're trying to make computers run as smooth as possible. Right. They're, they're shooting for the most, you know, best way for them to get it to done, which is not always the way that the search engine wants the page to look or something like that. Exactly. Um, another mistake I've come across not tracking all of the changes made to a site. And so that way, you know, if the rankings have a significant boost or decrease, you need to then spend two, three weeks, you know, reverse analyzing mm-hmm. everything, what the heck was done. Um, and if I, you know, if people keep a log of every change that's made on their site, every link that they buy or every link that they go out and ask for, um, it's going to be a lot easier, and you don't have to waste time on that. Yeah, and if, you, if you're another thing, if you're making changes, like say you have pages that are ranking for for blue widgets and dark blue widgets and really dark blue widgets that come from Obonia, <laughs> and you say really you want to make those, blue and you want to make changes to those pages, but you're not sure how it's going to react, change the worst page first and see what happens. You know, change the really dark blue widgets from Elbonia page first and make sure that. When you're making the change, you know, that doesn't completely screw that up first if you're going to completely redo the way the page lays out now so that you you have some idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never make um, – if you come across with a great idea that you think is going to make the site so much better, then test it out on a few, you know, on one page or maybe a small section of the site. Right. Because if you're so sure, then why not run a test for a few weeks? Yep. You know? And don't do it for one day and say, ha-ha, it works. Yeah. Search engines, <laughs> they generally are not updating that fast. I miss, I miss those days when you could submit them overnight and come back the next day and check that. That was great. Something <laughs> <laughs> like Alta Vista? Um, one of those. Those days aren't too far gone, but... Um, <laughs> There's certain things that you can still do and be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, it was only, uh, well, anyway, let's not go down that road because that's not going to help me and that's going to be another mistake I've made. <laughs> hey, what's another mistake you've come across? Um, sourcing out material to people that you don't necessarily trust. Um, I made the mistake at some point of, I was I had just too much work on my on my plate, so I sourced out some link building to some guy over in a, in a, a country in a different part of the world. We'll just leave it at that. And uh, <laughs> he did it. You know, he did after he did his links. He put he he basically was doing triangular links, which was you know not completely unheard of at the time. And everything mm-hmm. was going fine. And three or four months later, you know, the page shut up to a PR five, PR six, and you know I was great and I was happy. And he was like, you know, can you send me more work? And I was like, I don't have anything else to send you right now, but I'll send you something when I do have something. And then all of a sudden, I started getting these bizarre link requests. And he was what he actually had done is put some links on my page, and he was trying to use them to get links for his other clients in a triangular link. And I'm oh. like, what?